2: Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast. I'm Jamie Long. I hope you're OK. It's Tuesday the 23rd of March and today marks exactly one year since Kent and the rest of the UK entered its first lockdown. A minute's silence was held at midday as part of a national day of reflection. Let's start with a quick roundup of the past year. Here's Lucy Hickmott.
0: It was this time last year we heard these words from the Prime Minister.
1: Stay at home protect our NHS and save lives.
0: Since then, thousands of people have died with COVID-19 here in Kent and across the world. Thelma from Canterbury lost her husband to the virus. I was allowed to see him twice in the time that he was in hospital. Very much a struggle for him. As well as the devastating deaths, coronavirus has also affected everyone's daily life. Job losses, social restrictions and home working or learning have all had an impact on mental health. Joe James is from the Kent Invicta Chamber of Commerce.
2: Social interaction, I think, is very important and I think, you know, many at home now are very much missing that.
0: But communities have also come together to support those who are struggling during the pandemic. James Devine is the chief exec of Medway Maritime Hospital. I think the morale
3: and the resilience of our team has has been incredibly inspiring, actually.
0: Peggy Murphy's the principal of Five Acre Woods School in Maidstone. She says the past year's taught us something really important.
2: For all of us, the biggest thing we've taken away is that if we work together and we work towards the same goal, then together we're stronger. Well, on this day a year ago, the UK had seen 335 coronavirus-related deaths. Today, the official figure stands at more than 126,000. Here in Kent, more than 4,600 people have lost their lives with COVID-19. Now, you may well remember sitting down in front of the TV at 8pm on March the 23rd last year to hear a statement from the Prime Minister. Let's remind ourselves of what he had to say.
1: The coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. And this country is not alone. All over the world, we're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. And I know that as they have in the past so many times, the people of this country will rise to that challenge and we will come through it stronger than ever. We will beat the coronavirus and we will beat it together. And therefore, I urge you at this moment of national emergency to stay at home, protect our NHS and save lives.
2: Well, we've been speaking to lots of people across the county about how the past year has been for them. Andrew Scott-Clark is Kent's Director of Public Health at KCC. He told us it's been an extraordinary year.
3: I'm really sad for all those people who have lost their lives. I know what it's like to lose a loved one. I'm also sad about all of those people that have lost their livelihoods, that have lost jobs, have lost businesses through this. As we've had to implement effectively very classic public health measures, the best way to um, manage this, as we know, has been social isolation and lockdown. And, And of course, that's had an impact right across our populations, not only on businesses, but of course, health and mental health. And we really, uh, you know, I really feel for that. I'm also really proud of the way that um, the health and the care system has really stood up, that they have done some amazing jobs. And I've just heard such amazing stories about, you know, the lengths people have gone to make sure that those people that they care for are safe and protected and and that's really encouraging.
2: Well, now the likes of social distancing and face masks have become part of our everyday life in Kent and everyone's had to adapt to a new way of living and working and that's included schools which have continuously been in the headlines over the past year. We caught up with Richard Dalton from the Five Acre Wood School in Maidstone. He said his colleagues really came together despite the operational challenges they faced. (laughs) initial...
4: Period was really uh, reorganizing and restructuring the entire school and uh, and the population. Uh, initially, moving more to a, a social service respite provision in the in the early days, um, and ensuring that with our families, those that needed uh, the support and, and were getting themselves in those initial months into into situations which were exceptionally challenging and difficult for for our families, to make sure we we were able to provide the support that we could to to, to help support people and get them through that really, really challenging period. Um, so, so that initial restructure of the organisation and um, our amazing staff that, that, that worked with us as well, it was all voluntary, um, we, we didn't force any of our staff teams to come in at that stage, it, it was all sort of the goodwill of, um, of, of our community really that, that enabled us to, to pull through and, and, and come together.
2: And we've also got a special written long-form piece all about the past year of coronavirus in the county. Just head to kentonline.co.uk.
0: The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks.
2: Elsewhere, new figures show the pandemic has put more people out of work in Kent. Unemployment increased again last month, with just over 70,000 people in the county claiming jobless benefits. That's up by about 3,500 compared to January, and more than double the number from a year ago. An elderly man's appeared in court after a Medway woman woke to find a stranger in her bedroom. The 71-year-old was arrested at a property in Chatham in the early hours of last Saturday. He's been charged with trespassing and a sexual offence and is due at Crown Court next month.
0: Kent Online News.
2: Now, there's been a debate in the Commons today about plans to make drivers pay £3.50 to travel from Kent into Bexley and Bromley. More than 26,000 people have signed a petition against the controversial Greater London boundary charge. The MP for Dartford, Gareth Johnson, led the discussion.
4: This is not the right route to go down in order to raise funding. It is hugely divisive it sets community against community it sets london against the other others it will create a literal financial wall right around london's border it is totally wrong good luck recruiting staff if you are a business or public sector organization uh, in the outer london boroughs if this policy is to be implemented we need to do everything we can to prevent it from being implemented it is the wrong way of trying to raise Taxation to try and raise revenue on people who are totally unaccountable uh, to the to the mayor of London. The London mayor being un- unaccountable to them, um, it is taxation without representation. It's taxation without accountability, and that is why it's a fundamentally poor policy that has been ill thought through. That would be devastating for my constituents, devastating for ordinary people in in Dartford and around the southeast who are just going about their daily business, going into London to visit friends, to visit loved ones, to work, to shop. These are the people who will be hardest hit by this proposed charge, and that is why it is fundamentally wrong.
2: Now, McDonald's is promising to crack down on speed competitions between outlets after staff, including at a branch in Rochester, complained that Covid safety had gone out the window. Restaurants were regularly put up against each other before the pandemic, but the company says that shouldn't be happening now. Workers claim temperature checks are being missed and hand washing isn't as regular as it should be. The fast food chain is investigating. Now, something a bit brighter, if you love nothing more than burying your hand in a massive box of popcorn at the cinema Cineworld has confirmed their sites in Strood, Ashford and Dover will reopen in May they say it's in line with the government's guidelines for lifting coronavirus restrictions and if you're a bit of a movie addict they've also done a deal with Warner Brothers for exclusive rights to show some films before streaming services get them And let's end with some good news for animal lovers, because the boss of the Aspinall Foundation, which runs wildlife parks in Kent, has been giving us an update on their latest project.
3: I'm heading off to the Congo, where we are rewilding a howlet's gorilla, Joshy, who's 13 years old. uh, And he'll start his phase one of the rewilding uh, and rehabilitation uh, into the wilds of the Congo forest.
2: Damien Aspinall is the boss of the foundation, which is in charge of Howlitz near Canterbury and Port Lim near Hythe. Over the past year, they've rewilded several animals, including cheetahs, honey badgers and wild pigs. Well, that's all for today. But you can find more news over at Kent Online and you can also subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all of the KM Group newspapers. To do that, just head to subsaver.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow. Located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.